0: You are listening to the Heavenly Chi podcast, episode number 53. Yes, we live, and we're back after quite a break. I'm Fiona Gitcham, and today Claire Pyers and I are discussing running an online Chinese medicine clinic. Can you acupuncture me over the internet? Hey, everybody! I'm Fiona Gitcham, and I'm talking with Claire Pyers today. Well, actually we recorded this episode over a year ago and it's just now that we're releasing it for you. I heard that some of you missed us, which is very nice, so here we are and we do have a few more episodes coming soon. Today we're talking about running an online Chinese medicine clinic, something that we've both done and we have some tips for you about how to do it successfully. The Heavenly Chi Podcast is produced for your enjoyment and professional development. Show notes and continuing professional development resources are found at www.heavenlychipodcast.com. You can add Heavenly Chi Podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes or Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook. All links are in the show notes. We hope you enjoy today's episode. If you really do enjoy our show, please rate us on iTunes. Welcome to today's
1: episode. And today's a little bit more of an informal chat. I guess all of our episodes are relatively informal. But um, Fee and I decided that we would have a discussion around the ways in which our acupuncture practices have changed over the last few years, um, dramatically so for Fee. Um, And also for me in the last few months, you know, I've just had my second baby. And so things have changed up a bit for me as well and, uh, and one of the things that we're both doing now is that we are doing online consults with our patients and uh, you know there's a when I first told my husband that that's what I was going to be doing whilst I was you know still at home and breastfeeding in the early stages with with our son well his immediate response was but how do you give someone acupuncture over the internet Um, (laughs) is a a valid question and I guess he doesn't it's a good you know it makes me think okay well he possibly doesn't quite understand exactly what it is that I do Uh, is a lot more than I'm not just a needle technician and not that there's anything wrong with that but the way that my practice has evolved over the last decade decade and a half has been there's a lot more involved to it than just um, popping needles in And so, you know, that's what I'm now focusing on entirely now with with my practice. I'm not doing any acupuncture at the moment. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to this chat, Fee, because you and I haven't had too much discussion around this yet. And so um, it should be good for us to get to find out about what what each other is doing and also for our listeners to find out as well and perhaps get some inspiration because we don't all – want to be, you know, tied down to a physical clinic forevermore.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, we were just chatting and catching up with, you know, how's it going and what's your structure like, like your business structure and your clinic structure and how you manage to do everything and how often you do go into the clinic to do physical treatments. And we thought, you know, there must be some of you out there who are considering this as well. Or are in a situation where it's the best option. And, or maybe people who aren't local to you really want to work with you and you specialize, and herbs is the best choice for them. So, I think, you know, there's a lot of scenarios where we can, you know, give acupuncture over the internet. (laughs) Although, obviously, we're doing everything we do except for the acupuncture part.
1: Well, yeah, and I guess that's the thing is that, you know, some of us do spend a lot of time talking with our patients. Some of us are, you know, we're doing a lot of herbal medicine or integrative medicine. We talk with our patients a lot about nutrition, diet and lifestyle, you know, and there's some people who, you know, particularly those who are niched in particular areas, you know, there's certain diagnostic ninjas, I guess, who it doesn't matter where you are in the world, Speaking with someone who has a particular interest and is really honed right in on a, on a certain type of condition, they're going to be able to you know, really nail down a good diagnosis and a good treatment protocol for a patient that, that can then be administered by somebody local to them if they, need, if they do need acupuncture as well you know there's a lot of really cool advances that is happening in technology that's allowing all this to happen you know everyone well not everyone but you know so many people now have access to super fast internet and you can even do it all on your phone it's you know it's like the 80s come true you know all of the tv shows that we grew up watching in the 80s where you know we had (laughs) these cool devices we were talking about this before which made us feel really old but
2: Inspector Gadget Inspector
1: Gadget and you know Penny had had her computer book and she had her computer watch and you know she could ring people from her watch and she could type things into her computer book and I remember thinking wow that is so cool I really want that to happen and here we are in in 2018 and it's true you know we've got iPads Mm -hmm. we've got Apple watches and we've got all kinds of cool technology and it and it breaks down those barriers of distance and even you know I think another reason why people might be interested to meet up for an online consult rather than face to face is sometimes it's just like traffic is diabolical people can't get out of work or you know sometimes it's just more convenient for people to be at home Um, and there are other reasons too why people might be preferring to make an appointment with you online other than to come.
2: You know, I just think of how many times we're trying to make the decision as a therapist, do I have this contagious person in my clinic in order to start guiding them their way out of this? Mm. And, uh, you know, that's another application as well. I think there's, let's, let's go through why, all the why. Online consulting, why would you make it available? And I just wanted to mention that You might be in a situation where you're doing only online consulting, but you may want to offer a combination of online consults as well as having your clinic space. And there's a really good benefit to that as well. Not just someone's super contagious, maybe, uh, you know, I recall there was a question about someone having body lice. Should I treat them? And you think you don't really want that in your clinic but that person needs help and they could be have a whole herbal consult over the phone or uh, online and all kinds of stuff can be made for them and their treatment can begin. Whereas if you don't have that option, then you're basically just saying, yeah, so, uh, you know, go and sort that out and uh, come on in when you're not contagious. Yeah, good luck with that. (laughs) Very well, but, you know... (laughs) Well, sometimes people are really, really ill too because I've been doing online consulting for about under two years now. Oh, no, about two years since I started dipping my toe into it. And, you know, I have people that are interstate, people that are in another country or just not local, you know, three hours drive. And people also, since I've been specialising more so in autoimmune and things like cancer and chronic fatigue, they really, really like it that they don't have to go anywhere to be listened to, advised, assisted with how they're going to manage their diet and their lifestyle with this illness as well as, you know, being able to tailor their lifestyle around healing. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I spend a lot of time with people probably because I'm into it and my background as a chef and just loving teaching people how to prepare their food in such a way that's going to help to heal them. And then they start to eat more healthy over time. And a lot of it, I find a lot of the barrier to people eating better is actually kitchen knowledge. Like how do I make, I end up buying the junk food or the thing with the sugar or the thing with the gluten or the thing that I'm not, that doesn't really help my health because I want to eat those flavours and those textures and I don't know how to make them any other way. Yeah, um, and that takes a lot of time. So I've, I've really enjoyed going online and it's allowed me to focus more on herbal medicine and diet and lifestyle and nutritional teaching as well as the counselling and the emotional side of things and helping people make the putting the time into the big changes in their lives that we may talk about a little less when we're spending the same amount of time but we're including an acupuncture treatment.
1: Yeah, and I think sometimes we're, well, definitely for me in clinic, I can be quick to kind of wind wind someone up. I'm like, come on, let's get you onto the table so we can start doing some acupuncture. Well, sometimes you can even feel like you have to go through a certain amount of, you know, if someone's coming in just for acupuncture, but you know they've they've got a history of having detailed consults with you sometimes you can feel over well sometimes you can feel like okay well you're just in for the acupuncture today because we just saw you like a few days ago you don't need to go through the stuff anymore and, the, and and it can feel like a bit of pressure to spend more time with them and I guess that it doesn't happen when you're doing the online consults because you're there for the consult only. Not, you know there's nothing else that's happening there's no acupuncture there's no cupping there's no there's no expectations of that so and that's something I, I find quite enjoyable as well that I'm, I'm not having to switch gears I, you know sometimes it can feel like it really grinds my gears mentally if I've got a whole day at clinic full of you know really tricky or challenging cases and switching from like case mode into acupuncture mode. And because I, you know, I run two rooms when I'm at clinic and then I've, you know, and then I'm down the hall and I'm like, right, what's this person got going on? I talk to them, put their needles in, go back, take the other person's needles out, wind, you know, finish up with them, get the next person in. Like it's kind of my brain's always switching from one mode to the other. Whereas one thing that I've really enjoyed with doing the online appointments, is that um, I, I stay in the same mode mentally. I'm not having to switch from acupuncture, chi mode, into mm. brain logic mode.
2: Yeah, I think that's a quite a salient point because I think that it's something that I love about doing combined consults in the clinic and the treatment as well as something that I love about experiencing with separating them out and doing the consult. And then, you know, in a lot of cases you alternate and maybe see the person and do the acupuncture or the physical treatment on another day. Say you're going into the clinic every second week and then you're doing online consults on the other weeks and so you can schedule your patients accordingly with who needs um, treatment time and who needs talking consult time. But you can also incorporate the consult time in with the treatments on the alternate weeks. And I know someone who did that and saved quite a lot of money on their clinic rent as well by doing it that way. I think mm-hmm. they shared a room with another practitioner who did alternate weeks.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. a great setup. That was, that
2: was you find. Yeah. find the
1: yin to your yang, and find someone. <laughs> find someone who's matches, you know, who complements what you want to do. Then that's a great. That's a great idea. Great setup.
2: Yeah, and I definitely want to say, you know, there's there's incredible, amazing things that we can do with acupuncture, and we're not at all downgrading that or uh, wanting to undermine that. We're just more so looking at the fact that technology has evolved, and there are certainly circumstances in which online consulting is something that's beneficial to have available.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. I think, you know, one of the cool things that I'm looking forward to, I've gone all in. So before I uh, went on, my, so I'm currently on maternity leave, my second, second baby. I've just had, he's now almost three months old. And prior to going on maternity leave, I was doing a mixture of online consults and face-to-face in the clinic. And one of the things that I was looking forward to with this round of maternity leave was using it as kind of like a turning point for me in clinic, as the moment where I became all online. Not all online, but you know that's one thing that I'm really looking forward to um, is is the the new way in which I'll be continuing to work with my patients. And so. At the moment, I'm only consulting from home and it allows me a lot of flexibility, which is great because, you know, with my first lot of maternity leave, I had to return back to the clinic quite early. And that was, you know, it was disappointing for me because I would have liked to have taken more time off. But, you know, I did, I did take a total of four months away from the clinic and it ended up being too long away from being with patients. But it was too short a time to be out of the clinic. And so I thought, okay, well, I want to try and change that up this time around. And so what I've done is I've started back consulting you know quite early, but it meant that I had less time away from consulting, but I'll I'll end up having a lot more time away from the clinic. And so I feel like it, I think that it's going to be really good for me, you know as a as a mother now I've got two kids at home and you know it can be quite tiring and so, Not having to get up and get ready and get out of the house, get to work, get home from work, and that whole thing. You know, it's easy for me to just schedule in one or two people. At times, it's convenient in between, you know, my responsibilities as a parent. But yeah, that flexibility is really cool. And one of the other things that I'm going to be doing is exactly what you've just described, Fee, which is, you know, have one or two days a month. Probably where I go into the clinic, and that would be where I book in new patients. And if if people you know specifically want to see me face to face, then there would be a dedicated day for that. And the rest of the time, I'm working with people online.
2: I think there's a lot of benefits for it. I think there's a few downsides, and then it requires quite a bit of planning and thinking about like how you're going to structure the business to do that. Yeah. Shall we talk about some of that? Because I had a lot of fun. I could say all the changes that I made to the way my clinic ran so that I could offer online consult as well as have a, an in-person clinic. All the changes that I made were changes that I'd been dreaming of happening for my in-person clinic anyway. And I would say the biggest one is just having a really great website that can take the full booking and the payment and it's all up front and then the person gets their information and their confirmations as to whether or not it's online or with an address. And it streamlined everything so that it. I pretty much don't really require a receptionist anymore either. Mm. Although, you know, there is a lot of that that I do just to communicate with people and get them ready. And then I would say maybe one of the downsides is um, just getting people tech savvy and ready enough so that their first appointment isn't wasted with them not being able to connect with you (laughs) because that can happen as well. (laughs) And more often than you would predict Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people who just think they're fine with it. And then, you know, five minutes after the appointment starts, they're emailing you and and they don't know how to, you know, the tech's not ready. So I created a lot of automatic. So when people book in for those, they automatically get a letter that explains, you know, you can use this software or this software and you need to, this is how you get ready before your appointment time and make sure that we've either sent each other some link to our meeting or depending on, you know, there's multiple software options. Depending on how it works, you want to do something before people's first appointment and sometimes before their second. Mm. Um, You know, I've had people even on their fourth appointment, the appointment's half over and they're still trying to get to the tech somehow. So, and that's not to do with just having bad internet service. I mean that they're not familiar with how to reach me (laughs) in their way so yeah it made me when I first started doing it I just realized how many people because I was offering and I still do a 15 minute introduction call but I don't do it with a telephone I do it with the internet and so I've had people who it takes them the 15 minutes to actually figure out how to receive it and this is with really simple commonly used software as well. So that's what made me create this template letter that everybody gets so that they're really guided through the process to get there. And then once we're there, it's super easy. Mm.
1: You know, that's one thing I found super surprising about online consulting because I guess we just take for granted perhaps that we are well and truly into the 21st century and we just assume that everyone knows
2: how the internet works and yeah. everyone knows how to I mean you can... You can call each other through Facebook now. Yeah. So not that I'm consulting on Facebook and I never would and we don't want to mention software names of companies or anything but, you know, there's there's just a lot of them and you would think, that, well, I was thinking that people could handle them a lot more easily. So I would definitely say that was the biggest hiccup but it's really simple to fix it and to prevent it.
1: Yeah, and look, I think that's, that's potentially a downside is that there are quite a lot of people who are not confident with using technology and you know as the world keeps hurling along at, at breakneck speed um, those people are possibly feeling more and more marginalized and by offering your services online potentially you know those people are not going to be interested in or able to to use your services and you know those people are yeah. I think there's not a lot of people who willingly put up their hands and say, "Hey, I'm not very good with this tech stuff." I think it's becoming Mm. less and less of something that people are talking about and owning up to. Well, not you know, owning up to is not the right way of saying it, but you know, I think people are people are less willing to to say that they're not tech that they don't feel confident with technology, Um, and so I think that's you know, having some compassion, as you were saying, you know, you've got some really clear instructions that go out with your appointment bookings that can support people who aren't so confident to be able to hopefully still connect with you.
2: Yeah, because I've been surprised by that aspect too. I would have thought that people who just, you know, weren't comfortable with tech, would just be like, no, I'm not going to an online clinic. But that's not what happens. What happens is they get referred to you because they've heard of you because someone said you're ace and you're amazing and you can help them. And so they book in with you and they will. And this is what will happen. If they've heard of you and they want to see you, they'll book in with you and they will just presume that they're going to get a link from you on the email and they click the link and they're into the meeting. So the softwares that work that way are definitely better, Mm. I would say. And that another thing people might want to consider also is that some softwares offer confidential platforms and some don't. So you need to be careful about that and just make sure you've thought it through. Yeah, particularly if you've
1: got, you know, strict requirements around confidentiality of patient information. That's um, yeah. Yeah, there mm-hmm. there are a lot of platforms that do offer that, but you often have to pay for them. That if they offer like a freemium model, generally yeah. speaking, you have to have their business level product in order to get to that to that level of their of their
2: system. Yeah, absolutely. And so, are you doing the same? You're doing upfront payments and scheduling. So what I'm doing is.
1: I'm not taking upfront payment for their first appointment. And so I don't offer a free appointment. The way in which it's set up for me at the moment, and look, this may change. I'm, I'm always thinking about ways in which I can work better. So a patient will contact my clinic and they will make a booking to see me and that gets booked in through my clinic. So at the moment, I, my clinic does do online bookings But at the moment, my calendar is closed off to the public just so that my staff can manage things for now because it is still it's still a bit touch and go in terms of when I can make (laughs) appointment times. Obviously, having a little baby at home makes the dynamic interesting. That's for sure. But um, so, they, <laughs> so they contact my clinic and my clinic, you know, they send them out a templated email and here's the details and, you know, all of the details of how we're going to connect at the time of their appointment. And then what I do is I go through – so I only – so at the moment I'm only working with people in two ways. So the first way is with a comprehensive assessment appointment and that's what um, I, I do in that first – time that I meet them or if I haven't seen them for a while I'll do a re-evaluation and that's where I go through everything that's going on for them you know very detailed history looking through all of their test results taking into account everything that's going on in their current health scenario and then I come up with a treatment program for them and so that gets written up in some detail and that gets sent out to them along with the details of any herbal medicines or supplements or any other things that I might recommend for them. And so my receptionist will will ring them to collect payment for that appointment and also to organize any of those products that need to be sent out to them. And then once they've got their program, then they can choose to either implement it for themselves, which you know is totally fine, or they can work with me over either a three- or a six-month period to implement that program. And so I'm no longer doing single consults with people. To me, that was one of the most frustrating things about working in practice was always feeling like I was selling, not always feeling like I was selling the next consult, but always feeling like keeping people on board for their treatment or, mm.
2: you know, um how much time per hour session may you spend just encouraging them to make sure they keep it up, keep coming, come back next time? Yeah, and even just,
1: I mean, I think it's important to still evaluate where people are up to, but it's a different way that you do it when someone has already committed to a, to a program. And so, um, so now when people are working with me on a three-month program or a six-month program it's upfront payment for the program so that then they're on board and all I have to do for that three months or six months is just focus on where are we up to, how do we reach the goals or even exceed the goals rather than constantly worrying about is the person going to come back. You know, I mean people have all kinds of things that come up and we've discussed this in other episodes as well but it's quite refreshing to not have to be constantly doing that and it also you know frees people up because sometimes people want to just do it on their own for a while and see how they go totally fine by me and it means that they're not taking up spots in my calendar because I mean I get booked up like it's crazy I've put my prices up significantly and I may have to do it again but I just have the craziest waiting list of people wanting to see me and it drives me a bit nuts when I have people who wait for a long time to see me and then maybe only come once or twice after that. And it you know, it kind of feels like a waste of their time and mine because they could have seen anyone a lot sooner. And so yeah, I feel I'm feeling like the comprehensive assessment appointment and the programs are working really well and the way that the programs are designed is so that it's all able to be done online with me kind of like monitoring and assessing and analysing what's going on with them just via our online consults and then referring them to a local acupuncturist or other bodywork if they need it. Um, and obviously for me in my current scenario, I've got a clinic where I have other practitioners who, who are working there and so I'm generally working in conjunction with those practitioners.
2: Yeah, and I think collaborating with local acupuncturists is an absolutely essential way to really encourage the patient to experience all of the benefits of Chinese medicine if they aren't local and you're not able to do it yourself. And I've found that, that to be really awesome because uh, through that I have met more acupuncturists as well. Um, but I wanted to say, you know, I remember working at Claire's clinic and how booked out she would get all the time and the waiting list. And now I know the waiting list is like 3000% longer. So <laughs> when you say people are waiting and then they only come once or twice, I wonder if they're a particular category who uses, who prefers being on a waiting list to see someone amazing because it's it's part of their avoidance pattern anyway. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely people. might be a few of those that you no longer are attractive to.
1: Yeah, and people who like, I mean, there's certain people who they they kind of dock the shop a bit and, you know, and it's possibly because they're looking for a particular type of dynamic or relationship with their practitioner and they don't quite find it. They think it's going to be the next practitioner is going to be the one. Um, Mm, Yeah. You know, and... I'm not the one for a lot of people, you know. I'm really upfront. I'm very pragmatic. I'm not into mucking around, and some people don't like that. It's a bit too, yeah. you know, it's a bit too much for some people. That's fine. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I don't even know if they say that in America, but you
2: know, I can imagine <laughs> they what do that I haven't it. For a while. <laughs> I'm gonna just throw it in there in the midst of a conversation and I will find out because I have found out all kinds of things that I say casually that raise eyebrows. (laughs) Um, I probably shouldn't go into on the podcast, but I'm going to try and stay on track. You know, I was really thinking when you were talking about giving a really thorough written treatment plan, that's also something that I do and I used to do it before I did online consulting, but it's become a lot more important to have created resources materials whether they're written or audio or video whatever you like a mixture of all of them tends to work for most people so you have a lot more resources and it allows you to document your knowledge and your wisdom and your strategies for particular scenarios Um, and then you can pretty much you know you do your online consult and then you send people the resources that are appropriate for today's consult So it might be, you know, I've got to send you my article that I wrote on how to do this particular vegetable juicing for this type of cancer that you have. Or it might be that I've got tracking of results in spreadsheets that people can access their spreadsheet. And I don't do that for everyone, but that's just particular cases that are more uh, Mm. long-term where we are really are tracking and there's a lot of integrative blood pathology to monitor as well. Mostly I'm thinking of that with with cancer patients too. But I know that other practitioners who are doing online consulting and not even just within the Chinese medicine world, you know, there are a lot of people in the wider integrative health world who are doing online consulting and um, have really developed their ideas of the business plans there. they A lot of those coaches really do recommend having solid methods of giving people not just an email that might summarise, okay, this is your dose for this and your new herbs are going to arrive in the post in a few days, but to actually provide them with good quality digital documents that support your work with them, it, it allows you to charge more. Yeah. And – it also gives people there's like extra there are other gestures that build trust bonding when you're not in person with someone and that's really interesting so if i'm in the room with you and we're going to create a rapport there are things that naturally occur between our body language that will do that you know like um if also if you're doing video or just audio there are different things that will allow you to create rapport and what's really interesting with gaining trust and that kind of commitment from a patient to see through their treatment plan I've found really benefits from providing those kinds of resources in mm-hmm. a digital format. And I think as well like something that really helps a patient
1: to feel cared for is just something as simple as creating an online folder that you can both access and that you put in information for them to be able to access. Oh, you can hear my little baby crying in the background.
2: Oh, there he is. <laughs> Welcome to the world, Mr. Michael.
1: <laughs> but, um, you know, if they, can, if they can log in and see that, you know, you've, you've got their treatment notes there, there's some handouts there, for them to access, um, you know, there's a separate section for info that they can load up for you to read as well.
2: And, uh, you know, I've done things as well, like I've created personalised meditation practices for people that I do as an audio file, and I make it available for them to download and then keep. And over time, you know, I get to create. I've created so many that now I can just share some. I might have, you know, I might have a new patient that's perfect match for a meditation I've already created, so I don't have to go and recreate a new resource there. So for me as well, it's saved me a lot of time over. Now that I've been doing it for a couple of years, there's a lot of resources I've created that I can reuse, basically.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So what else can we say? Oh, I want to run over (laughs) my instructions for getting a good tongue photo.
1: Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of ways in which people do tongue photos.
2: (laughs) I know. And if you just ask, just send me a photo of your tongue. Mm. Okay. You could get anything. So you you might, you'll be lucky if you get it from tip to root in a way that's really visible and well lit. Yeah, And so you kind of need to say that and then you won't get the underside unless you specify that. And then I found there's a few methods that actually using the flash is better for a tongue photo. And then people will do things where they just don't include the tip or they hide their tongue behind their teeth and stuff. So I ended up actually writing tongue photo instructions I ask for those photos to arrive to me prior to the consults yeah they don't always but you know I can get them just after as well
1: yeah
2: yeah 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 because sometimes
1: tongues are really tricky to get a good read on if you're doing it online
2: yeah well we can't really do pulse but the tongue is there and I find it really really useful yeah. Especially if I do, you know, I'll do the consult and then I'll go away and I'll have given myself an extra half an hour to organize their prescriptions and their notes for the day and everything. So, you know, I might be once I'm working on the herbal formula, that might be where being able to see the tongue gives you a lot more information. Yeah. Like I think there's a lot of damp and phlegm, but then you might get a tongue and it's just totally not coated at all. Yeah. And that sounds really obvious but when you get these really complex multi-layered cases where someone might have three or four diseases diagnosed, the extra information is really, really great. And I don't – obviously we can't take the pulse but for me I utilise a lot of my empathy, feeling, perception skills and I get myself in a kind of a meditative state where I'm able to really – Using, using the heart qi, really, we just feel each other. And I feel that that doesn't change with geography or distance. It's, it's no more difficult for me to feel someone in the next room than for me to feel someone in Iceland. And so, you know, if you're doing qigong or kung fu or meditation or any of that, you're doing online consults in a way allows you to really operate on that empathic sensory level where you you're really you're listening to the person and feeling them just the same as you would in the clinic
1: yeah there's um I think there's I've realized that I'm a very intuitive practitioner and there's definitely still the same level of intuition going on whether someone's sitting right in front of you or whether they're on the other side of the world I definitely agree with that Mm.
2: Well sometimes it's even easier too. I usually, once I've met someone and we've done a a little bit, I I don't focus on the video side. I just talk with audio. Often it provides a more stable internet connection and I might be typing anyway and there's not really much to look at because we've already seen each other. Um, and I find that that actually enhances the feeling side and the perceiving side and allows a lot of insight to occur to me while they're talking yeah. because I'm not physically distracted by their presence. Yeah. but yeah. It allows for a different development in the practitioner wherever they're at in their path anyway.
1: Yeah. And look, you know, not everyone's going to listen to this episode and and then go, wow, I'm going to go and start making all my patient appointments online. (laughs) I'm going to move to the beach or move to the bush, (laughs) move to the mountains and, you know, like it's a lot of logistics that come into play as well and it's not always possible.
2: And I have no agenda to get other people doing it but more so just to give them this info if they were already thinking about it and you know there is one really good option and reason and that is you know when people cancel their appointment with late notice because they're sick and you can say well that's fine don't come in and give me your cold but let's do a consult and I'll send you some herbs or I'll teach you what home remedy to make or whatever it is yeah so that can also really be an an alternative for people who are unable to really physically make a presence. You don't want to have the time wasted. Maybe you don't have a good cancellation policy in place but you offer the online thing or maybe you have both. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's definitely helpful then because those people are going to maybe ask you over the phone anyway when they ring up to cancel. you know, what can I take? So you can still give them the time and be paid for it. Yeah. Mm. Is there anything else you want to add?
1: No. Other than we didn't really say how we can give acupuncture over the internet, but I think that was the point. <laughs> Is it? <that we're> <laughs> well, yeah.
2: I offer distant Reiki energy sessions that have a follow-up counselling. Yes. And I feel that's in the realm of acupuncture, but I definitely believe that doing energy work distant. Is very different to doing acupuncture in person, but they're both doing something. Yeah, you can try. Do you want to try and give me acupuncture tonight? <laughs> I can you're try. in Australia. I could try. I'm in I America. Out, you know, I could get out a little, <laughs> a
1: little doll. All right. And I could put a picture, of, we'll... a picture of your face on the doll,
2: and then I could. Oh, you're going to voodoo me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this is happening live, folks, although you hear about it later and we'll post on our Facebook page what happens. (laughs) I don't know if I'm into it. We'll see. (laughs) It's all about the point location on the doll. (laughs) I was thinking more so maybe you could just see a treatment for me and meditate it occurring with photons like light work. that's a kind of medical qigong is you visualize the light on my meridians or my body doing healing things
1: i can try that it's not really my thing but
2: i can try it and you can tell me if i'm (laughs) any. okay and then we'll start the research program for acupuncture over the internet yeah okay well thanks for listening everybody hope you had some fun and got some inspiration and if you want to talk about it you know you can always chat on our heavenly cheap facebook page and we look forward to hearing your ideas and what you think about
1: online consulting is it something that's right up your alley it's something that you really want to get into are you already doing it how's it working for you did you used to do it and now you don't okay bye for now Bye, Bye bye.